The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. It's Brandon along with Gage for another edition of Dairyland Talk. Uh, we're going to kick off uh, with um, the breaking news from yesterday. The Packers interviewed two head coaching candidates, uh, Jim Caldwell and Chuck Pagano. Uh, both um, have a Indianapolis Colts background. And uh, Gage, I know you're out there in Indianapolis, so hopefully... You'll be able to provide a, a unique perspective on that. Um, Caldwell did some time in the NFC North as well with the Detroit Lions. Um, it's good to see that they've kind of started the search and that news has surfaced that they are interviewing candidates. Um, certainly there will be a follow. Um, I think it was a good start. Both coaches have been in the postseason um, and have had success with, uh, you know, good quarterbacks both coach um and uh you know i think it was a good start both actually have been out of football for this year but um i think they 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 won't be out of jobs for very much longer maybe not with green bay um but gage what did you think of the two names um and do you see either of these guys actually hired by the packers um, I'm going to answer the second question first. Do I see either one of them actually being hired? No. Um, I, now I don't, uh, there was some people that kind of joked on Twitter and Reddit that, uh, Caldwell was just to satisfy the Rooney rule. For those that don't know, the Rooney rules in regards to, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers and making it a requirement to interview at least one coach of a minority, Mm-hmm. And every every time you're hiring a new head coach, that's all that is. Um, I don't think that he was that. Um, I think that he was a legitimate candidate. He uh, went with Peyton Manning as his quarterback. Uh, he led the Colts to the playoffs multiple times. Um, with Matt Stafford, he helped uh, Stafford grow as a quarterback, helped him get better. Um now I don't, now uh, with that's just with Jim Caldwell. I don't think that he's the right fit with this team. Uh, I think that he's just. I think that him and Rodgers would just wouldn't quite gel as well as uh, you'd want to. Um, yeah, he like Rodgers is a student of the game, as was Peyton Manning, and that kind of and that worked out really well. But I'm not really sold on it. I also think they want a younger guy. Um, just to kind of energize the team a little bit more, more of a like revolutionary mind kind of kind of thing. Um, Chuck Pagano, 
um, had a couple good years at the start. Uh, obviously, he was a it was a great story um, with the whole Chuck Strong thing. Indiana was ablaze with um, Chuck Strong wristbands and shirts and sweatshirts and banners and bumper stickers and everything else uh, when he uh, fought against uh, leukemia and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I do think I think that he got a bit of a bad rap in Indy. Um, do I think that he deserved to stay? No. Do I think that the Colts made the right choice in picking Frank Reich? Yes. But um, I think that he got kind of he got kind of a tough. Uh, he got Drew Shortstraw. Um, he had a GM and Ryan Gregson who left the team just vastly under talent, undermanned. Uh, just they didn't have the right pieces in the right places. Um, for what Chris Ballard has had one off season to kind of de- or what one or two off seasons to kind of develop this team and they're getting ready to, they're contending for a postseason spot. Um, I, th- and I think that Pagano is a good coach. Um, he's a defensive coach. Um, so I, and again, I'm, and anybody that asked me, I think that the Packers really need to go offensive. Obviously that's goes without stating, but I also want to keep Petten in the fold. Um, Petten, when it comes to generating pressure, the Packers have been one of the best teams in the NFL at that. So I would love – is it a guarantee that he sticks on with whatever coach comes in? No, but I think that the – I think you need to keep him in. Uh, the Packers' defense has looked better than it has in years, and it's only going to get better as you add better pieces and the pieces that we have now grow. So that's just – it was a really long-winded like answer to both of those questions, but yeah. Yeah, and I think it made sense for them to start with these two guys. Um, you know, they, they, I I definitely imagine Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst choosing a guy who has had previous NFL coaching experience. It's fun to toss around the college guys. Um, you know, I know you and I both mentioned Lincoln Riley of Oklahoma in the past, but it doesn't appear he's even considering the NFL right now by his uh, interview today. Um, but I think it's how the, the, the Packers keep kind of reaching back over to the Baltimore Ravens. Petten coach for the Ra- coach the Ravens. So did Caldwell, Caldwell and so did Pagano. I find that interesting. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Pagano is, is probably the better candidate. Uh, he is in my eyes, even though he has that defensive background. It's kind of hard to imagine Green Bay going with a defensive guy. Uh, but I do think he's more qualified. Um, you know, he, he's partly responsible for Bruce Arians' success um, because he did coach under Pagano uh, with the Colts um, and, and was the interim while he was dealing with that leukemia, which was a great story back in 2012, um, you know, when the, the team kind of rallied around his, uh, his battle with that condition. Um, but, uh, yeah, Petten... Caldwell, Pagano, all, you know, were part of that Ravens staff, which, of course, has always been known for a strong defense. Um, But it definitely kind of feels like the Packers are just checking their boxes right now, looking for the qualities they they want to find in their next head coach, you know, and that they they want to interview guys that maybe not necessarily are right for the job, maybe guys they don't believe. ever had a chance at the job um you know maybe these guys did have a chance but um i think right now it's just the preliminary uh you know 
part of this process. So I think they're just trying to, to get a well-rounded perspective of who's available and what they're looking for. Uh, I completely agree. Another thing I kind of, uh, I said on Twitter today, talking to uh, Zach Cruz of the Packers wire was that you have to take into account all the co- coaches that can't be interviewed right now. I know everyone's all about Josh McDaniels or uh, Matt LaFleur or Dave Tobe or, uh, all these guys that are currently on teams that are contending for playoff spots and are going to the playoffs, you can't really interview those guys right now. They're yeah, you're not allowed. Like, like those guys are focused on the playoffs and on ma- making their teams better, and they don't need the distractions right now. Now, in a few weeks, that could change. But right now, for right now, that's these are the guys that are available to be interviewed. All these guys that are not on teams right now. So John D. Filippo could be interviewed the next week or so considering he's not technically coaching for anybody um there but these are just the ones that we're going to hear about and even rob domovsky said that these might not be the only interviews that have been done now um it, it's kind of interesting to consider that there might be have been a couple private interviews that we don't know about but um it's definitely something to kind of consider that hey maybe these aren't the only interviews these are just the ones we know about so um i definitely think the packers could have interviewed much worse candidates i have seen both of the coaches um coach and win and go to the playoffs the colts were on a gradual ascension in the afc until andrew luck's injury started they went from the wild card to the divisional to the con- to the conference championship in his first three seasons. So they were getting better. So Chuck Pagano knows knows what he's doing and can make things happen without the best roster. Mm-hmm. And Jim called Jim Caldwell, um, well, not always the most lively coach. I felt he was a very kind of mild, kind of reserved coach, kind of like Mike McCarthy in a way. Um, he he held he made all of both franchises franchises that he was with better when he first got there it just seemed like his message kind of wore off a little quickly yeah and it definitely wore off in detroit um you know he he was there for an extended period of time uh probably one of the most you know well-known coaches they had recently they had uh you know jim schwartz and now they have um Matt Patricia, uh, but Caldwell was a, was a name that was recognizable, you know, just a few years ago. I mean, he was the coach um, last year, um, and he had some success there. He his worst season came in 2015. He went seven and nine, but outside of that, he had all winning seasons. Um, like you said, he he's not the most lively coach. He's probably not the most fun coach to hear as far as public speaking. Uh, but there's really no there's no reason to question his knowledge of the game, given the success he's had. He's um, he's had you know success pretty much everywhere he's been. Um, he's been the uh, the playoffs uh, with the Colts back in uh, 2009, 2010. Even reached the AFC or uh, the loss in the Super Bowl um, to the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, which seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, but the fact that he's been there says something uh, about his abilities. Um, now, the Packers obviously had to have a, a ways to go in this process. Like you said, they're not really able to talk to everyone they want to. And there's no telling if they've already talked to some other guys who we aren't aware of yet, um, which is 
definitely possible. Pagano and Caldwell pretty much were leaked uh, within a few hours of each other, um, which was interesting. Uh, so, yeah, there could definitely have been some other, you know, interviews that have taken place that, um, you know, we're not aware of. Um, but if I if I am correct with this, I do believe the soonest they can interview coaches who are, you know, going to be coaching in the playoffs, I believe they can uh, meet with a coach who has a bye week the first week of the playoffs. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Gage, or... Um, obviously if they want to interview someone who's not in the playoffs, that can, that can pretty much start right away. Uh, I know a lot of times the way it works is it it actually has nothing to do with, uh, buys. It has, uh, everything to do with, um, when a team decides to allow like interviews or like when the team decides to start allowing interviews. If you remember, um, what was it? Kyle Shanahan um, interviewed with the 49ers before the uh, Falcons, before the Falcons final game of the season. I don't know if it was in the, I don't know if it was before the NFC championship game or yeah. before the Super Bowl. But so he interviewed before, so he interviewed before their season was over. So they, they can start interviewing at some point. Uh, they can start interviewing at some point. Uh, Teams can interview any assistant coaches from other teams who are not in the playoffs. They must have request permission if a coach is under contract with another team. Um, teams can block right. a candidate from interviewing. So, uh, assistant coaches with first round buys in the playoffs, uh, following a win or loss in the wild card round. So basically, after the wild card round is when you can start interviewing. Um, and then, no inter- initial interviews can be requested or granted candidates whose teams are still in the playoffs after the divisional round um so that's so i'm just kind of looking at it uh it looks like basically they wait until after everything is done um to start interviewing so uh there could be some candidates that they're waiting a little while on like if the patriots happen to make a run or the chiefs make a run there's a couple candidates that i know they plan to interview that are going to be um a little more difficult to get in contact with. Um, and then there's going to be guys who are eliminated early who they can go after, like uh, Matt LaFleur. He'll, the Titans uh, have looked good as of late. I'm not sold on them making a long run. So he could be in the next couple weeks. And that's assuming that they um, are able to knock off the Colts this week and make it into the playoffs because if the Colts win, they're in. So, Yeah, Matt LaFleur is a guy to keep uh, tabs on. Um, like you said, we may not be able to get, you know, our hands on a guy like Josh McDaniels or even Eric, uh, Benimi, uh, with, uh, the chiefs, both offensive coordinators, both are having, both are having great seasons in their, um, you know, their own right. Um, but I don't know if you, you've kind of kept track of this week, uh, Gage, a lot of the players have been outspoken about Joe Philbin and his, his, um, you know, past couple weeks stepping in for Mike McCarthy. He's done a great job as the interim. The players are really responding well to him. And, uh, you know, I, even Devontae Adams said he, he, he wouldn't mind if, if it kind of stopped with Philbin. He thinks uh, he knows they have a great relationship and he likes what he's done so far. Um, do you see Philbin has put himself in a good, you know, position you know, once the season ends, to actually get, uh, you know, 
uh, a fair shot at, at the head coaching vacancy? Um, I saw, I'm, I saw, I'm sure you saw the statistic, uh, during the middle of last week's game that like the number of percentage or the percentage of coaches since like 1970 that become the head coach after being the interim coach, it was like 40% or something like that. Um, Philbin, uh, with having, let's see, he's two and one as a, as a head coach. Um, the Packers have looked good at times. Um, really good at other times, not so good at others. I'm just, I think he has helped his cause by helping the team do a couple wins. However, um, I think Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst are both very smart to realize that the two wins he has are over the Jets, who are going to pick in the top 10, and then the Falcons, who are going to be picking in or close to the top 10. Um, so he's got two wins over two bad teams and then he's got a win and then he's got a loss over the bears who are going to win the, who are winning the division this year. So I think that he has helped his cause a lot more than I expected because I didn't expect the team to play this well, but I, but I think that the team has looked too flat and too similar to how they looked under McCarthy for him to be anything more than an interviewed candidate um, I, I just, I think that there's, and I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, he's coaching Mike McCarthy's system and Mike McCarthy's team. It's not really his system and whatnot, but his system didn't really work all that well in Miami. They were a consistently average team. And, um, I think the Packers are looking to really shake things up and kind of go a new direction. So I think Philbin, um, while he might get an offensive coordinator gig somewhere else, I don't think he'll be the head coach in Green Bay next season. Yeah, and and I fans really wouldn't look forward to that, and I wouldn't really look forward to you know Philbin being back on a full time basis next year. Uh, but you know, give some credit to him; he's exceeded expectations given where the team was headed following that loss to the Cardinals. I mean, the team team rebounded really well in that Falcons game, and then played played the Bears pretty tough. Um, and then got the their road uh, win last week against the Jets. So there's something to be said for that. Um, if they beat the Lions this week, we'll say, you know, oh, they lost to uh, the Bears and then were able to beat uh, three losing teams who are going to be, like you said, picking in the top ten or around the top ten. Um, so I think Philbin will get that interview, uh, you know, just, you know, for the consideration of what he's done for the team. Um but I don't think you fire McCarthy mid-season and then end up hiring a guy McCarthy brought back, you know, in the off-season. It just doesn't make any sense um, that they're committed to, to, you know, possibly making some huge changes, but then kind of back off of it, you know, after you know the waters have settled, um, and they they just go with Philbin. It doesn't really make sense to me either that they would they would make that call and just stick with him. Uh, kind of wording that I really liked, um, Peter Bukowski of Acton Packing Company, the way he worded it was, why would you fire, like, because someone asked him if they thought Philbin would be kept around, and he said, well, why would you fire Mike McCarthy just to hire Mike McCarthy light? Um, that's a lot of what Philbin is. He doesn't really get uh, too emotional at times. Um, he stays pretty even keeled. Uh, and uh, he's not, everyone knows he's not really an outspoken guy. He he does a lot of the whole playing playing to not lose. Um, I thought he, because it, there was even in his very first game when Aaron Jones was still healthy, 
there was a pretty even split. There was a pretty even split. Um, Aaron Jones didn't really see the ball, like didn't see the ball for a whole quarter. So I felt it was really similar to McCarthy. Um, and I think that that's the Packers went away from him for a reason. And if they hired Philbin, I would be absolutely shocked. And um, I think that it would be a big, big mistake for them to stick with him. I think Philbin's a good, like a good coach and a decent offensive mind, but I, I think he isn't the right fit for this team. Yeah, certainly, certainly not the right fit. Doesn't make sense. He's not going to light a fire under Rogers. They may get along, uh, but when it comes to challenging each other and to you know, kind of getting this team over the hump, it just doesn't. It doesn't feel like Philbin ha- has that fire in him to do that. Um, and like you said, he's a great coach. He certainly won't be out of a job. Uh, you know, I, I I can't rule out the possibility of him even coming back uh, as the coordinator, though it, it is unlikely if he's not the interim that he would want to come back and to be the coordinator. Um, but I guess we can't rule that out. Um, you know, we, we also uh, have to consider Mike Pettin. He kind of, uh, he had his interview today where he, the questions were asked whether he would consider, you know, interviewing for that head coaching vacancy uh, he's kind of just taking it week by week, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, they do have one more game left against Detroit this week, a home game. Uh, we could see you know, a farewell uh, from guys like Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, who have been with the team uh, since they were drafted. Uh, this game could be dedicated to guys like that who may not be with the franchise um, you know, after this offseason. Um, yeah, I think that uh, a big – like it's going to be a real turning point. We've seen Kyle Murphy uh, jettisoned out today, released from IR. He still had a year under contract. I'm not convinced he was going to be back next year. Um, but the team is clearly looking to change things up. Mike Pettin, I know, um, even though he said that he's uh, just kind of playing things by ear, he has said that he doesn't really want to be a head coach again, or at least not right now. Um, so that's why I've – really advocated for keeping him around. Um, Again, the fit has to be right for him. Uh, I think this week is a big game for a lot of guys that are either trying, that are auditioning for both the Packers and for the rest of the league. Randall Cobb is at that age where he can get one more decent contract. Um, Clay Matthews is trying to probably get one more contract to finish out his career. Uh, You got guys like Reggie Gilbert who are like, who have shown potential, but have been inconsistent. This is a big game for more than just uh, more than just this season draft position and all that. This is an interview for Philbin and for the team to show like head coaching candidates. Hey, this is kind of what we can be, and we can be better if we just have more like a better roster and a better coach in place. So I think that this game, although it's been ter- titled a meaningless game, is a it's it's not it's. It has it holds a lot of meaning into uh, to what happens in 2019. For sure, and and these guys aren't playing for the playoffs, but they're playing for pride, and they're paying for for their jobs. Um, you know, even Philbin told the team, you know, you know, take a good look at the guys in this locker room. A lot of them won't be here next year. A lot of them won't be your teammates, um, which is very true. That happens every year. There's a high turnover, um, but especially for a team like the Packers who you know, vastly underachieved 
you're going to see a high turnover rate on the roster. Um, so we'll see um, if some young guys can step up and kind of make a last impression. Um, and we'll also be looking out for Devontae Adams, who is going to be um, you know, gunning for that receptions record, as well as an, he is an outside shot at the yards record. Um, so that will be something to keep an eye on. Uh, Gage, what are you looking for this Sunday, and what do you hope the result will be? Uh, oh, man. Well, you know, I, I wanted the Packers to kind of tank to phone in the season um, just to kind of improve their draft stock. But in the middle of the draft, there's going to be a lot of jostling. There's going to be probably people trying to look to trade up even just a couple spots for someone like uh, Drew Locke now that Justin Herbert has declared that he's going to go back to college for his senior season. Um, so the Packers could honestly trade down and add uh, one add a pick, um, which I would be okay with seeing that. I know this isn't uh, what we're talking about, but I'm going to get back to it. So I th- I'm okay with seeing the Packers win this week. Uh, I want to see them win in dominating fashion. They're playing at home against a team that they have dominated for the last two and a half decades. And I want to see them do that again. I want to see the Packers of the second half of last week. Um, I want to see them come out with the offense humming. Uh, I want Devontae Adams to catch the record as long as he's healthy. If I, if they, if he's not, if he's not healthy, be, if they were playing for the playoffs, he'd be in, um, but otherwise he'd be out. I'm okay with him being out. Um, I'd rather preserve him for the long term. Um, if they're gonna if they're gonna play like Rodgers, I want him to play for the win. Don't like just play to like just kind of pad stats or whatever. Um, the main battle I'm watching for is as long as Jair Alexander plays, I want to see him against Kenny Galladay. Kenny G tore the Packers up in that first matchup. Yeah, he did. And it was it was just it was brutal. The uh, the team's a lot different now, but there's still um, there's still some weaknesses. And I want to see if Alexander can get the better of Kenny G, or if uh, Galladay's going to turn into Calvin Johnson against the Packers for the next decade. Yeah, and I like how you brought up that first meeting. Um, you know, this game is going to be a revenge game for the Packers. They had a huge offensive output. Uh, you know, what was it, week five, I believe, when they played Detroit. Uh, but, it, you know, it wasn't enough to get the win. There was that um, game-changing or at least momentum-changing um, special teams blunder where the ball supposedly hit Kevin King's arm uh, and was recovered by the Lions. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be looking for, um, you know, a follow-up from maybe MVS and EQ, Equinemius St. Brown, and Marquez Valdez-Scanling had big weeks against the Jets. Uh, let's see if they can finish uh, their rookie seasons on a high note. Um, and, and we definitely want to see that energy from from Rodgers and some of the other veterans who, who know what this game means to a guy like Philbin, and they've expressed that. Um, but I think the main thing is just wanting to, finish out the 2018 season strong even though it's been it's been very disappointing we want to see them finish strong go into the off season with the right mindset hungry uh knowing that you know this team still has a lot of talent and there's a lot of things to build on in in uh 2019 um but uh i guess i'll go ahead and give a score prediction i'm gonna go uh 
31 to 24 Packers. Uh, they get the home win and they uh, beat uh, a division rival and um, finish the season out strong. And um, I think it'll be a good sending off uh, for Joe Philbin as well. Um, I am also going to take the Packers. Uh, I actually see them getting the, the win a little bit bigger. I'm going to go 31 17. Um, this Rams, or this, whoa. This Lions offense um, isn't as good as it was earlier in the season. Um, Carryon Johnson's out. Uh, Golden Tate is obviously gone. Um, Marvin Jones is just—he's uh, not been as good. Uh, just I—I like—I um, like the Packers a lot in this matchup. I think that they can exploit a lot of things. Um, I know Devontae Adams will be matched up with Darius Slay all game, which will be a fun matchup to watch. But I think Adams gets the uh, edge there. Um, he's just. He's better than Slay. Um, Darius Slay is great, but I think Adams is better. Um, and I think so. But I and Jamal Williams, if he can get rolling, this Lions front has been a lot better ever since they added uh, Damon Harrison. But um, I think if Williams can get going and kind of slow down the pass rush, and I think that this the Packers have a chance to bounce back from that. Um, Mason Crosby uh, nightmare from earlier in the season and uh, just end the season strong and uh, head towards 2019. Absolutely. Um, So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, We definitely appreciate any feedback our listeners give us. We hope you had a a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Um, You know, feel free to weigh in on the comments on what you expect from this uh, final game. Uh, we want you guys to enjoy this game. We certainly will. We know how long it'll be until we see the Packers play again. So uh, let's try to enjoy this last one, hopefully get that win. Uh, and we will be back uh, Monday morning with another edition of Dairyland Talk. Everyone take care. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.